Hello friend, I'm Michael McCurry. Welcome back to Bible Tract Echoes. We've been talking this week about the choice that every person is faced with, not just Christians, but every man, woman, or child on the face of the earth. We are all faced with the choice. We have an opportunity before us. We can choose God's best, or we can choose anything else. You know, the evil one, the devil, Satan, Lucifer, as he's often known, he would love for us to choose anything except for God's will. God's will, God's best. We often make it this murky, ephemeral thing that it's so difficult to figure out. But in reality, God's best. He wants it for us. He does not want to hide it. He does not want to make it difficult. Honestly, it's often easy to figure out what God wants us to do. It's the doing of it. That's the hard thing. That's what we're talking about this week. I'd like you to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 13. We've pointed out that there are some in scripture in the Bible, we're using Bible examples, that have chosen sin over God's best. You and I both know many Christians that have made that choice. You and I both know people that we look at in the mirror every morning that we make that choice too. Then there's the choice between God's best or silver, material goods, the money of this world, filthy lucre. Of course, sin, silver, or skepticism. Many times we don't believe God the way we should. Many times we don't put our faith and trust. We trust him for eternity, but we don't trust him for the here and now. He's good enough for heaven, but not right now. These things ought not so to be. I'm going to ask you if you would to grab your Bibles. 1 Samuel chapter 13 is where we will be today. 1 Samuel chapter 13 in our scriptures. The Bible says in verse number 8, And he, speaking of Saul, King Saul, tarried seven days, according to the set time that Samuel had appointed. But Samuel came not to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. And Saul said, Bring hither a burnt offering to me, and peace offerings. And he offered the burnt offering. Now we know that Saul was the king. He was not the prophet. He was not the priest. He was not the one that was supposed to be offering these burnt offerings and yet he did he had a choice between the best god's best and self will now i realize there was impatience that was part of this i realize that there was a little bit of angst a little bit of irritation with samuel being quote unquote late but he was right on samuel was right on god's timing he wasn't late he was following what god wanted him to do and yes saul chose self-will you know i think back to earlier in scripture when saul was given the opportunity to, be, to become the king all the way back in 1 Samuel chapter number 9. What did he do? He downplayed himself. He felt like he could not handle being the king. He even, when the people were looking for him, the Bible says he hid amongst the stuff. He was, he was kind of trepidatious of it. He was unsure. There was lack of confidence. And he didn't think he was the right man for the job. When he wasn't big enough for the job, That was when God could use him. 
But when he became too big to be king, see, king was not enough for him. He felt like there was something more. And so he steps outside the bounds of his responsibility and does what the priests were supposed to do. He was the people's choice. The people saw him as head and shoulders above everyone. He was the most powerful man in the kingdom. He was the king, but it wasn't good enough. He, whether he would say it in so many words, wanted more. Proverbs 14, verse 12, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And of course, James chapter 4, verse 10, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Who's doing the lifting? We talk about uh, the American concept of picking yourself up by your bootstraps, but it is God at the end of the day that does the raising and the lowering, and we'd be very wise to wait on his time schedule just like Saul did not do. The best or sin, the best or silver, the best or skepticism. Here we see the best or self will. I hope you'll make the right choice today, but that's not the only one I want to speak about today. There's one more. Go to Genesis chapter 4. I'm going to find my place there as well. We looked earlier in the week at Adam and Eve, and we looked at how she, Eve and Adam, really chose sin over God's best. But now we see verse number three of chapter four and in the process of time it came to pass that cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the lord and abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof and the lord had respect unto abel and to his offering but unto cain and to his offering he had not respect and cain was very wroth and his countenance fell now I don't know specifically, though I could guess, I don't know specifically if God gave them exact mandates on for what he was looking for. I believe there's enough picture and there's enough insinuation previously in scripture how a, how an animal had to die so Adam and Eve could be clothed. I believe you could very easily make the case that God gave clear instructions to these boys, Cain and Abel, about what they were supposed to bring. But regardless, let's just say Cain is finding out for the first time that God would prefer the bringing of a lamb, not fruits and vegetable. Well, what is his response? You would think you would just give God what he wants. God is not some dictator lording over us in that he is changing his mind. He's not fickle. He is immutable. He changes not. And so, Cain could have easily said, God, if that's what you want, I'd be happy to get it for you. I know where I can get a lamb. My brother has them. I will go get one from him. I will ask him. I will buy one from him. I would love to give you what you want. But there is a choice that you and I have, not just the best or sin, not just the best or self-will, silver or skepticism. There's a choice between the best or a substitute. 
See, friend, we are often given the opportunity to make choices about what we give God and what we often do many a time, at least I can speak for myself, is we give God what we want to give God. Instead of finding out, I I think of like a waiter who is waiting on with great service, good customer service, instead of waiting on God and taking his precise order. God, what would you like? You want some water with lemon? You want a few ice cubes in there? How would you like your steak cooked? I'd like to give it to you the precise way that you'd like. Not because we're going to get a tip, because we want to please the master. Well, that's not how we approach it often. We give God what we want to give God. If he has a special request for us, we say, uh, that's not on the menu. I have not allowed, I'm not really open to those options. Here's what I want to give you. I worked hard on this. I've slaved over this. I've put time, effort, and energy. You know, I do believe we could make the case. I believe it's true that Cain knew what he was supposed to bring. God doesn't hide his will, but Cain labored over it, not in a wrong way. He was a worker. He was doing a good thing, growing these fruits and vegetables, but then he brings them. And then what does the Bible say? Verse number five, but unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect and Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, and that's another reason why I believe Cain knew what he was supposed to do. If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. But Cain doesn't just get angry. He goes one step further. He kills his brother. Sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death, and not always just your own. It will affect those around you, often with bad effects. Sin, yes, it'll get you, and I understand it. It'll trip all of us up for the rest of our days. Something to be aware of, something to fight against. Skepticism, we all have a few moments of doubts here and there. Self-will. Oh, only by pride cometh contention. Silver? (laughs) We all love money a little bit too much. But how about substitutes? We are offered the chance at God's best. Not just the chance, the certainty of God's best if we would just give God what he wants. And yet we choose substitution. I hope that's not the case for you today. Tomorrow on the broadcast, we're going to share one more choice between the best or we'll fill in the blank on the Friday broadcast. And I have an account, a story that I'd like to share with you tomorrow as well. I promise it's not about prime rib like it was on Monday. As always, if you've missed previous versions of this broadcast, if you've missed the previous week, then you can always go back and listen on our podcast archive, vcy.tv. I believe they carry that as well. YouTube. Uh, There's so many different places. Just search for Bible Tracks Incorporated or 
Bible Tract Echoes, and you can catch the previous versions. If one of these has been a help to you, maybe it will be a help to someone else. Maybe you'd like to share this on your favorite social media. Let someone else know about it as well. We're so very thankful for the opportunity that we have. Our family has in the Bible Tracks Incorporated family. I realize that we are striding most quickly with much haste. It's amazing how fast the months click on by, but I am just about in my fifth year at the helm of this radio broadcast and this ministry, and it's been a joy every moment. A large part of that is due to each and every one of you, our partners across America and the world. I'd ask you if you would to pray for us, pray with us. We have much to do and very little time to do it. My name is Michael McCurry. This has been Bible Tract Echoes. I look forward to speaking to you tomorrow as we conclude this week of broadcasting. My prayer as always is simple, that you have a great day for his glory. We'll plan on talking to you very soon and God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at bibletracksinc.org. That's bibletracksinc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.